0: Hi, Dave Emmer here. This is For the Record Program number 1189, the Oswald Institute of Virology Part 8, COVID-19 and the American Deep State Part 2, subtitled, The Cover-Up Obviates the Conspiracy. This is being recorded on June 14th, of the year 2021. Very quickly, before we get into the main body of the program, there is much too much going on for me to cover in a one-hour program. Uh, please subscribe to the comments that are being uh, posted uh, or offered up by intelligent and uh, sharp listeners, including and especially our contributing editor Tara Fractal. There is a link at the top of each. Program description and at the top of each for the uh, for the uh, food for thought description to click on to subscribe to the comments. Please do that also. Uh, many people like to listen to programming via podcast. Sister station. WFMU in Jersey City, New Jersey is podcasting the For the Record programs. There is a link to click on at the top again of each For the Record program description and at the top of each Food for Thought post to, to subscribe to the podcast if that is the best way for you to consume the program. Also, uh, all of my 40, almost 42 years on the air. actually at this point I guess it is, uh, for, you know, almost 42 years on the air. Uh, are available, all of my life's work basically, uh, is available on a 32 gigabyte flash drive that you can order it from the website of Sister Station C F M. and there is a link to click on at the top again of each For the Record program uh, description and at the top of each Food for Thought post in order to get the flash drive I get no money whatsoever from that <laughs> and again that is my entire life's work so please do that also um, well I guess that Takes care of the preliminary announcements. Uh, we are going to be continuing with our discussion of uh, the lab leak theory, which is a major propaganda. Gambit that is being used, as we looked at in our last program, to basically tar China with the illness of the COVID-19 pandemic. We've been talking about this for some time. I can't even begin to summarize the argument uh, in the course of even one hour. Uh, but basically, in the contemporary period, any virus can be synthesized from scratch, once the genome is posted online. We have cited frequently an article from The Guardian by Ian Sample, S-A-N-P-L-E, from June 19th of 2018, which features a report submitted by a commission headed by Michael Imperiali from the University of Michigan, where he talks about the fact that basically once uh, a, gene- a mammalian virus genome is online, then basically it can be synthesized and or synthesized and modified from scratch. It is in some ways not unlike a 3D computer, and that synthetic biology technology has fundamentally altered the discipline of biological warfare. We've noted in that regard that the three places that are uh, in the lead uh, for coronavirus research, one is the Wuhan Institute of Virology or the Oswald Institute of Virology, as I have termed it, because I believe it was set up uh, to take the fall for the COVID-19 op in a fashion not unlike the way Lee Harvey Oswald was painted red in the run-up to the Kennedy assassination prior to uh scapegoating him basically making him the patsy for the killing and then killing him before he could mount a defense. The extensive research at the WIV on bat-borne coronaviruses uh, was no secret. There was a wide-open database on that, which discussed uh, quite a bit of game-of-function technology. Uh, much of the funding for that came from the U.S., and in particular through the EcoHealth Alliance, whose main primary funders are the Pentagon and USAID, a subsidiary element of the State Department that has frequently served as a front for the CIA. It is headed up by Peter Bashek, and one of Bashek's top advisors in the eco health alliance is David Franz, who was the former commanding officer of Fort Dietrich. And again, those uh, projects financed by EcoHealth Alliance have led, among other things, to the publication of bat genome viruses, including uh, gain-of-function viruses, which then can be printed out from scratch. There... Uh, has been a fundamental uh, element of this, uh, basically a disingenuous element. We'll talk about that in a second. In our last program, we talked about the fact that, uh, as Ross Douthat, the right-wing columnist from the New York Times, po- pointed out, uh, it would be a tremendous propaganda value to the West to be able to hang the uh, spread of COVID-19 on. China. Uh, that is one of the reasons why I uh, labeled much of the series I have done on this, the bio-psy-op. If you're going to uh, wage psychological warfare against and decouple from the global economy, the second largest economy in the world, China, that is a very good way to do it. Uh, we noted also that among, in the, for the record, 1187, we noted that uh, among the people who has presided over EcoHealth Alliance projects with the WIV was the National Institute of Health, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, shared by or headed up by Anthony Fauci. In 2012, it it was that very same Anthony Fauci who took note of the fact that, although he saw it would be very unlikely, uh, what if a careless lab worker in one of the, these laboratories got infected with a virus that had been enhanced by game and function research, and that led to a pandemic? That is exactly the scenario that we are looking at. Now and now that very uh, same accusation is being made against China. We noted, too, that many of the scientists at the WIB have been trained by the U.S. PREDICT project. That is a subsidiary of USAID, again, a major funder of EcoHealth Alliance and a frequent cover for CIA operations. One of the main journalists flogging the lab leak theory now is none other uh, than Michael R. Gordon, who had previously flogged the Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction meme in the run-up to the disastrous Iraq war. He also was flogging the, yep, Russian soldiers have been identified in eastern Ukraine, and as it did with the WMD, Michael R. Gordon story, the New York Times had to basically walk that back to an extent. Uh, we are going to look at, uh, again, I'm going to overlap the material in this program uh, with uh, the material in the last broadcast. It was a very important article from Vanity Fair magazine from June 3rd of 2021. We are going to recap the information from that that we looked at and also continue with that uh, article uh, in this Program. However, I want to review a very important element that we have looked at in numerous programs, including for the record program number 1129. Among the people who certainly knows very well that the type of synthesis described in the Guardian article from June 19th of 2018, uh, authored by Ian Sample, is Ralph Barrich. It was Ralph Barrich who uh, basically had uh, the... It was Ralph Barrich who uh, was one of the people who was engaged in the bat-borne coronavirus research uh, that with Xi Jingli that was financed by the Health Alliance and that has been fingered as one of the experiments that may have led to the, quote, lab leak theory. Reviewing now from MIT Technology Review of February 15th of 2020, we've talked about this in numerous programs, biologists... Rush to recreate the China coronavirus from its DNA code, this by Antonio Regalado, R-E-G-A-L-A-B-O. Now note that this is an MIT technology review. One of the scientists who has received a lot of players saying, Yep, it was a Chinese lab leak that brought this about was Ms. Alina Chan from MIT. It seems highly unlikely that she does not know uh, about the ability to synthesize or synthesize modified versions of viruses from scratch once the genome has been published. But Ralph Barrage again, deeply involved with EcoHealth Alliance, WIV, or the Oswald Institute of Virology, Shi Li, and the gain-of-function mutations on bat-borne coronaviruses that we have covered ad nauseum, and that is at the epicenter of the debate on uh, the lab leak theory, is Ralph Barrick of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and it was that very same Ralph Barrick who was selected to use that very same synthetic biology technique to uh, to, to synthesize the Coronavirus from scratch. Again from MIT Technology Review of february fifteenth of twenty twenty. Biologists rushed to recreate the China coronavirus from its DNA. Code by Antonio Regalato. The world is watching with alarm as China struggles to contain a dangerous new virus. This again in February uh, mid February twenty twenty. Now being called SARS-CoV-2, that's a dangerous new virus. It has quarantined entire cities in the US, has put a blanket, blah, 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 blah. But one university of North, but at, but in one University of North Carolina lab, there is a different race. Researchers are trying to create a copy of the virus from scratch. Led by Ralph Barrett, an expert in coronaviruses which get their name from the crown-shaped spike they use to enter human cells, the North Carolina team expects to recreate the virus starting only from computer readouts of its genetic sequence posted online by Chinese labs last month. The remarkable ability to, quote, boot up Unquote, viruses from genetic instructions is made possible by companies that manufacture custom DNA molecules such as integrated DNA technology, twist, bioscience, and Atum or Opium, capital A P U M. By ordering the right genes, which cost a few thousand dollars, and then stitching them together to create a copy of the coronavirus coronavirus genome, it is possible to inject the genetic material in the cells and jumpstart the virus to life. The ability to make a lethal virus from male-ordered DNA was first demonstrated 20 years ago. It is enough of a bioterrorism concern that companies carefully monitor who is ordering which genes. The technology immediately created bioweapon worries. Researchers at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention drove that point home in 2005 when they resurrected the influenza virus that killed tens of millions in 1918 and 1919. And as we have seen, there was a paper put out by the New York Federal Reserve that uh, theorized that it was the 1918-1919 influenza pandemic that was a major contributor to the psychosocial factors that led to Hitler's rise in Germany. We have also noted, going all the way back to, for the record, 55, and recorded in 1997, that it was... uh, scientists from Fort Beatrix, again at one point commanded by David Franz, who was a key advisor to Peter Bashek and EcoHealth Alliance, that recovered part of the genome of the 1918-1919 influenza virus, which was then recreated from scratch. Now, noting that certainly Ralph Barrick knows about this technology they all have to know about this technology. Uh, the only person that I have seen in this debate who talks about it is Nicholson Baker, who had a small comment about it in a long cover story on New York Magazine's issue of January 4th of this year. Uh, That is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. It is the dog that didn't bark, for those familiar with the Sherlock Holmes uh, stories. Uh, They know about it, but they're not talking about it, and obviously... There is uh, a reason why, and we are going to be taking a look at that. Now, again, this is overlapped considerably with material that we looked at in our last broadcast. Because of the importance of the material, I think it is worth repeating. A very important story. We're only going to have parts of the story in the actual written description for this broadcast when it is published. However, uh, there will be a link to the website of Vanity Fair as per uh, custom um, in the written descriptions so that listeners can read this very important article. It does have spin. It is classic. Uh, modified but limited hangout, but it is nonetheless very, very important. The article again from Jan- Vanity Fair of June 3rd of 2021 by Catherine Eben, capital E-B-A-N, The Lab Leak Theory, Inside the Fight to Uncover COVID-19's Origins. Now we're going to talk about the fact that, uh, the, it was considered unassailable scientific and journalistic orthodoxy that this was a naturally occurring virus. Uh, I have spent a great deal of time pointing out that it could have been created in a laboratory and, in my opinion, was, not leaked from WIV, but part of the covert operations full-court press against China uh, and One of the articles that helped, in addition to an article in Nature magazine, uh, one of the articles that helped to set the natural origin uh, orthodoxy, to coin the term, was published in Lancet magazine in February of 2020. Skipping down in the Vanity Fair article. On February 19th, 2020, The Lancet, L-A-N-C-E-T, among the most respected and influential medical journals in the world, published a statement that roundly rejected the lab leak hypothesis, effectively casting it as a xenophobic cousin to climate change denialism and anti-vaxism. Signed by 27 scientists, the statement expressed, quote, solidarity with all scientists and health professionals in China, unquote, and asserted, again, quoting, we stand together to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin, unquote. The Lancet statement effectively ended the debate over COVID-19's origins before it began. To Gilles Manuf. About following the from the sidelines, it was as if it had been nailed to the church doors. We'll talk about Gilles Demanuth. He is uh, so, so one of the designated experts. He has no medical or virological expertise. No expertise. vis are the covert operations. He is a data cruncher from the University, uh, from the Bank of New Zealand in Auckland, New Zealand, and because he suffers from Asperger's syndrome, is said to have a knack for crunching data, not good qualifications, but he is quite correct that once this Lancet statement came out, it was like the uh, nailing of the theses to the church doors. You couldn't assail that. Now, uh, noting uh, that basically this is uh, what In in a way, what Peter Bale Scott called uh, level one cover-up vis-a-vis the Kennedy assassination. This was the attempt at painting Lee Harvey Oswald red and thereby uh, eliminating debate because liberals were afraid this would lead to a third world war. Uh, Once it became off-limits to suggest that uh, the virus may have been synthesized and uh, came from a laboratory, not a naturally occurring virus, there was no other alternative possible for a while. However, it it, it emerged from this, uh, in this uh, Vanity Fair article, that that, Lance's statement was organized by the very same Peter Bashek, whose EcoHealth Alliance was centrally involved in, among other things, the Pentagon, U.S. government agency, and USAID funding of the bat coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, or the Oswald Institute of Virology, as I have termed it. Skipping down in the Catherine Aben article. It soon emerged, based on emails obtained by a freedom of information group called U.S. Right to Know, that Deschek had not only signed but organized the influential Lancet statement with the intention of concealing his role and creating the impression of scientific unanimity, and he collaborated in this regard with Ralph Berich. Under the subject line, no need for you to sign the statement, Ralph, unquote, he wrote to two scientists, including University of North Carolina at Chapel Hills, Dr. Ralph Barrett, who had collaborated with Shi Li in the game-of-function study that created a coronavirus capable of infecting human cells, quote, You, me, and him— should not sign this statement, so it has some distance from us and therefore does not work in a counterproductive way, Dasek added. Again, quoting, We'll then put it out in a way that doesn't link it back to our collaboration, so we maximize an independent voice, unquote. Baruch agreed, writing back, quote, Otherwise, it looks self-serving and we lose impact. Unquote. By the way, as we looked at in our last program, in addition to, uh, performing game of function, uh, manipulations on bat-borne coronaviruses to make them more infective of human airway, uh, human breathing passages, uh, Ralph Berrich was also involved in experimenting with rem- using similar experiments to test remdesivir, a Pentagon-supported, uh, post-treatment, unquote, that has a really highly debatable and dubious value as a treatment for COVID-19. We've looked at that in many programs, including for the record program number 1132. We came back to it in a big way in uh, for the record programs 1160, in a big way in for the record program 1166 as well. He also, that is to say Ralph Berich was involved in testing the Moderna vaccine as well, and that too is inextricably linked with the military, with DARPA, and with the general research landscape, to coin a term, that was involved with developing, uh, I believe developing the virus, certainly uh, looms large in that investigation. Now, Again, I think it is not unfair to look at the role of Peter Baszak and also Ralph Berich in developing that in that Lancet uh, article, to look at that as something of a, uh, an analogy to what Peter Bale Scott called the Level 1 cover-up in, vis-a-vis the JFK assassination. Nope, the virus has to have been natural. Level 2 cover-up, as we shall see, is overlooking the very significant role of the U.S. in financing the very research that is being fingered as, yep, look what the Chinese did, because once that research bears fruit, and once the genomes have been published, and there was a lot of publication, although the uh, WIVs database has now been taken offline, we will have, uh, there will be links in this description to uh, comments provided by our expert contributing editor, Perifractal, that once again goes into uh, how, Open and extensive research at the WIV was. Certainly, this was known in this country, and as far back as 2012, Anthony Fauci of the NIH's NIAID, who also presided over EcoHealth Alliance financing of projects at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, he proposed the lab leak hypothesis in 2012. That's just that, well, gosh, what if... Now, continuing with this very important, albeit modified, limited hangout, Vanity Fair article. A month-long Vanity Fair investigation, interviews with more than 40 people, and a review of hundreds of pages of U.S. government documents, including internal memos, meeting minutes, and email correspondence, found that Conflicts of Interest. Stemming in part from large government grants supporting controversial virology research hampered the U.S. investigation into COVID-19's origin at every step. In one State Department meeting, officials seeking to demand transparency from the Chinese government said they were explicitly told by colleagues not to explore the Wuhan Institute of Virology's gain-of-function research because it would bring unwelcome attention to U.S. government funding of it. In an Imperial Memo obtained by Vanity Fair, Thomas Binano, former Acting, as capital V-I, capital N A M N O, former Acting Assistant Secretary of the State Department's Bureau of Arms Control, Verification, and Compliance, wrote that staff from two bureaus, his own and the Bureau of International Security and Nonproliferation, quote, warned, unquote, leaders within his bureau, quote, not to pursue an investigation into the origin of COVID-19, unquote, because it would, quote, open a can of worms if it continued, unquote. And skipping down. But for most of the past year, the lab leak scenario was treated not simply as unlikely or even inaccurate, but as morally out of bounds. In late March, Former Centers for Disease Control Director Robert Redfield received death threats from fellow scientists after telling CNN that he believed COVID-19 had originated in a lab. Now, as we have noted... Uh, the article, part of the spin in this article uh, talks about how it was right-wing wingnuts like Steve Bannon and uh, his associates that floated the lab leak hypothesis. Uh, I know they've been, for the record, 1,089, Steve Bannon, uh, Uyghurs, and uh, Falun Gong uh, members were at the epicenter of the Committee on the, the resuscitated Committee on the Present Danger. They were at the epicenter of the anti-China effort. One of the reasons, or the real reason, that this program is uh, partly titled, is, titled COVID-19 and the American Deep State is because we are seeing a continuity here from really the Biden administration uh, through the Trump administration and uh, through the Obama administration, I should say, through the Trump administration and now the administration of Joe Biden, who, of course, was Obama's vice president. Fauci made his comment in 2012. Uh, The very important April Haynes was deputy director of CIA under Obama. She then was a key participant at the event 201 in October of 2019 in New York City, which began the same day as the Military World Games, a probable vector, I believe one of many, and uh, that helped to set The cognitive template for, yes, there is a pandemic coming, and then wonder of wonders, miracle of miracles, right as event 201 forecast, and just as Peter Daszak had said when he warned about disease X is coming, yep, there was a pandemic, just like Anthony Fauci warned in 2012. I do not think this is coincidental. Uh, returning to the Vanity Fair article, in the words of David Fife, also note here how uh, relative, quote, liberals, unquote, like uh, Joe Biden and company, are fellow-traveling here with arch-conservatives from the Trump administration or from the George W. Bush administration, like David Fife. In the words of David Fife, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of State in in the East Asia Bureau, the story of why parts of the U.S. government were not as curious as many many of us think they should have been is a hugely important one, unquote, skipping down. A small group within the State Department's Arms Control, Verification, and Compliance Bureau had been studying the Institute for months. The group had recently acquired classified intelligence, suggesting that three WIV researchers conducting gain-of-function experiments on coronavirus samples had fallen ill in the autumn of 2019 before the COVID-19 outbreak was known to have started. That is one of the the contentions being flogged by... Uh, Mr. Gordon, Michael R. Gordon, who uh, again helped to flog the Saddam Hussein, is acquiring weapons of mass destruction. There's going to be a mushroom cloud. We've got to invade Iraq. Uh, three WIV researchers did get sick. It was flu season. And as a researcher pointed out, in for the record 1187, it is not unusual for Chinese to go to the hospital because they get better care there. Anyway, continuing. As officials at that meeting discussed what they could share with the public, they were advised by Christopher Park, the director of the State Department's biological policy staff in the Bureau of International Security and Non-Proliferation, not to say anything would point to the U.S. government's own role in game-of-function research, according to documentation of the meeting obtained by Vanity Fair. Some of the attendees were absolutely floored, unquote, said an official familiar with the proceedings. That someone in the U.S. government could, quote, make an argument that is so nakedly against transparency in light of the unfolding catastrophe was shocking and disturbing, unquote. Park, who in 2017 had been involved in lifting a U.S. government moratorium on funding for gain-of-function research, was not the only official to warn the State Department investigators against digging in sensitive places. As the group probed the lab leak scenario, among other possibilities, its members were repeatedly advised not to open a Pandora's box, unquote, said four former State Department officials interviewed by Vanity Fair. The admonitions smelled like a cover-up, unquote, said Thomas DeNano, and I wasn't going to be part of it. And note that, as we will see, uh, the intelligence community and the State Department under... Uh, Joe Biden is basically acting at one and in continuity with that under Donald Trump. It's one of the reasons I have termed this the uh, COVID-19 and the American deep state. The very important Ava Haines, the aforementioned Avil Haines, is now the director of national intelligence. We'll come back to her. Now, reviewing again something we've looked at in the past, Matthew Pottinger, very important individual as well, is the son of J. Stanley Pottinger, an assistant attorney general for civil rights under the Presidents Nixon and Ford, who, according to Donald Fried and Fred Landis in their book, Death in Washington, helped to obfuscate the investigations into the assassinations of Martin Luther King and Orlando Letelier. He also was glorious time in the Paramour for nine years, and curiously is uh, noted for, quote, having defended her, unquote, against charges that she was a CIA agent. Gloria Steinem boasted openly about her work for the CIA, saying it was good journalistic training and interviews with both the New York Times and Washington Post. In the book Pied Piper by Richard Cummings, her role in uh, helping to frustrate the Bandung Conference in Indonesia in 1955, a very important conference, is recorded as well. And uh, J. Stanley Pottinger's son, Matthew Pottinger, a key State Department China hawk under Donald Trump, and he had approved a COVID-19 origins team, and he and Avril Haines loom large, In this discussion, skipping down, by then Matthew Pottinger had approved a COVID-19 origins team run by the National Security Council directorate that oversaw issues related to weapons of mass destruction, a longtime Asia expert and former journalist, Pottinger purposely kept the team small because there were so many people within the government, quote, wholly discounting the possibility of a lab leak who were predisposed that it was impossible, unquote, said Pottinger. In addition, many leading experts had either received or approved funding for gain of function research. Their, quote, conflicted, unquote, status, said Pottinger, again quoting, played a profound role in muddying the waters and contaminating the shot at having an impartial inquiry. And skipping down again. Believing they had uncovered important evidence in favor of the lab leak hypothesis, the NSC investigators began reaching out to other agencies. That's when the hammer came down. We were dismissed, unquote, said Anthony Ruggiero, the NSC's Senior Director for Counterproliferation and Biodefense. The response was very negative, unquote. And uh, speaking of the aforementioned Gilles Demanoff, who's sort of the the David Ray Griffin of the Lab Leak Hypothesis, uh, he's one of the elevated Uh, quote, experts, unquote, with no scientific, no medical, no virological, and no covert actions expertise. He began to receive anonymous calls and notice strange activity on his computer, which he attributed to Chinese government surveillance. We are being monitored for sure, unquote, he says. He moved his work to the encrypted platforms Signal and Proton Mail. By the way, as we looked at in our Surveillance Valley series, Signal is completely compromised. It does not seem to have occurred to Gilles Demme enough that maybe that surveillance was coming from the U.S. And... Skipping down again. Uh, note that Christopher Park, whom we're going to talk about in just a second, uh, and uh, and, uh, was, actually it was Chris Ford. There's Christopher Park and Chris Ford was, uh, the, one of the people who helped to put the, uh, kibosh on, uh, looking into this. Uh, Christopher Park was involved in, as we look at here, repeating, as officials at the meeting discussed what they could share with the public, they were advised by Christopher Park, the director of the State Department's Biological Policy Staff in the Bureau of International Security and Nonproliferation, not to say anything that would point to the US government's own role in gain of function research, according to documentation of the meeting obtained by Vanity Fair. Park, who in 2017 had been involved in lifting a U.S. government moratorium on funding for gain-of-function research, was not the only official to warn the State Department investigators against bigging in sensitive places. It now turns out that that moratorium may actually have been rhetorical only. Returning to the Vanity Fair article, in the first year of the Trump administration, the moratorium was lifted and replaced with a review system called the hhs P 3 co Framework for Potential Pandemic Pathogen Care and Oversight. It put the onus for ensuring the safety of any such research on the federal department or agency funding it. This left the review process shrouded in secrecy. Quote, The names of reviewers are not released, And the details of the experiments to be considered are largely secret, unquote, said the Harvard epidemiologist Dr. Mark Lipsitch, whose advocacy against gain-of-function research helped prompt the moratorium. A National Institute of Health spokesperson told Vanity Fair that, quote, information about individual unfunded applications is not public to preserve confidentiality and protect sensitive information, preliminary data, and intellectual property, unquote. Inside the NIH, which funded such research, the P3CO framework was largely met with shrugs, and eye rolls, said a longtime agency official, quote, if you ban game-of-function research, you ban all of virology, he added, Ever since the moratorium, everyone's gone wink wink and just done gain of function research anyway. Unquote. According to this, it may very well have been a rhetorical moratorium, uh, only, and that it may have continued, uh, basically apace, albeit very secret. And look at Christopher Park, uh, who helped to uh, try, in a way, to put the kibosh on the lab leak theory. Lest it, shown, it it uh, focused life on the U.S. funding of that research. Again, that's why we've been spending so much time on eco-help alliance. He was one of the ones who uh, favored lifting the ban or lifting the moratorium on game-of-function research skipping down again a section called Dueling Memos. Now note again that one of the people here, this one, Christopher Ford, not to be confused with Christopher Park, who again was helping to, or was working to divert attention away from the lab leak theory, was also a China hawk. And as we're going to see, he was very pleased later on that the investigation into the lab leak has survived. And again, that is a manifestation, I believe, of the deep state because that has taken place under St. Biden, whereas uh, it was begun by Donald Trump's State Department, and in turn it would appear that the the Trump State Department carried this whole covert operations landscape over from Barack Obama. Certainly, the Obama administration uh, presided over the pivot to Asia, so to speak, and Avril Haynes was deputy director of CIA when that happened. She then again was a key player in Event 201 in October of 2019, beginning the same day as the Military World Games. Now she is director of national intelligence. Returning to the Vanity Fair article, in the summer of 2020, the State Department's COVID-19 origins investigation had gone cold. Officials in the Bureau of Arms Control Verification and Compliance went back to their normal work, surveilling the world for biological threats. We weren't looking for Wuhan, unquote, said Thomas DeNamo. That fall, again, 2020, last year, the State Department team got a tip from a foreign source. I find this lacking in credibility. That fall, the State Department got a tip from a foreign source. Key information was likely sitting in the U.S. intelligence community's own files unanalyzed. In November, that lead, that was November of last year, that lead turned up classified information that was, quote, absolutely arresting and shocking, unquote, said a State Department official. Three researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Biology, all connected with gain-of-function research on coronaviruses, had fallen ill in November of 2019 and appeared to have visited the hospital with symptoms similar to COVID-19, three government officials told Vanity Fair. Again, it may have been COVID-19. It may also have been flu. That was the flu season, and it is not unusual for Chinese suffering from flu to go to the hospital, as we looked at in 1187. Skipping down. An intelligence analyst working with David Asher sifted through classified channels and turned up a report that outlined why the lab leak hypothesis was plausible. Look where this comes from. It had been written in May of 2020 by researchers at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, which performs national security research for the Department of Energy, but it appeared to have been buried within the classified collections system. Now the officials were beginning to suspect that someone was actually hiding materials supportive of a lab leak explanation, quote, Why did my contractor have to pour through documents, unquote, Denano wondered. The suspicion was intensified when Department of Energy officials overseeing the Lawrence Livermore lab unsuccessfully tried to block the State Department's investigators from talking to the report's authors, Their frustration crested in December when they finally briefed Chris Ford acting Undersecretary for Arms Control and International Security. He seemed so hostile to their probe that they viewed him as a blinkered functionary bent on whitewashing China's malfeasance. But Ford, who had years of experience in nuclear nonproliferation, had long been a China hawk, unquote, skipping down. Ford was not the only one with concerns. As one senior government official with knowledge of the State Department's investigation said, they were writing this for certain customers in the Trump administration. We asked for the reporting behind the statements that were made. It took forever. Then, you read the report, it would have this reference to a tweet and a date. It was not something you could go back and find. After listening to the investigators' findings, a technical expert in one of the State Department's bioweapons offices, quote, thought they were bonkers, unquote, Ford recalled. The State Department team, again, that's Pottinger's team for its part, believed that Ford was the one trying to impose a preconceived conclusion that COVID-19 had a natural origin. A week later, one of them attended the meeting where Christopher Park, who worked under Ford, advised those present not to draw attention to U.S. funding of game-of-function research. And skipping down, here's where we see uh, basically the American deep state at work. The statement was to, quote, aggressive, suspicion, unquote, as one former State Department official said, and the Biden administration has not walked it back. Quote, I was very pleased to see Pompeo's statement come through, unquote, said Chris Ford, who personally signed off on a draft of the fact sheet before leaving the State Department. I was so relieved that they were using real reporting that had been vetted and cleared. This after he was helping to uh, put the uh, dampers on it because he was afraid it would shed light on U.S. funding of that research, which obviously would lead to, among other things, the publication of genomes of those viruses, which could then be synthesized from scratch. As <laughs> just about all of these people know, Alina Chan, I'm sure, knows that, but she doesn't appear to be talking about it. Ralph Barrett, sure as Hell knows it. Uh, He now, by the way, has signed a statement saying that, yep, he thinks the lab leak hypothesis should be looked at. Uh, what isn't being looked at is the possibility that it wasn't a leak, it was synthesized here. And there are multiple possibilities for vectors, it could have been the Xinjiang cult with doctrinal and operational overlap with the Unification Church. It could have been some of the uh, contingents at the Military World Games. I don't think they were vectored by the Chinese, but it could have been vectored at Wuhan, by they could have been vectored by CIA. They could have been vectored by anybody, uh, and it may not have been at Wuhan. They could have been vectored without their knowledge and hope to bring the virus there. There are multiple possibilities for vectors. Now, here is where we see the American deep state at work. Repeating the last statement. The statement was with aggressive suspicion, as one former State Department official said, and the Biden administration has not walked it back. Quote, I was very pleased to see Pompeo's statement come through, unquote, said Chris Ford, who personally signed off on a draft of a fact sheet before leaving the department. I was so relieved that they were using real reporting that had been vetted and cleared, unquote. And skipping ahead, inside the U.S. government, meanwhile, the lab leak hypothesis had survived the transition from Trump to Biden. On April 15th, Director of National Intelligence Avril Haynes told the House Intelligence Committee that two, quote, plausible theories, unquote, were being weighed. A lab accident or natural emergence, of course, the possibility it was not natural emergence or an accident, but covert operation is not being discussed, and no one is talking about what can be done with synthesizing a virus from scratch or a modified version of that virus from scratch once the genome has been published. And again, Aleema Chan, who is one of the go-to people, she works at MIT, it is really impossible for me to imagine. She doesn't know about that technology. Certainly the MIT Technology Review knows about it because they talked about Ralph Berish using it to synthesize the virus. She's at MIT. Ralph Berish knows about it. A lot of people know about it, but they're not talking about it. That is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. That is the dog that doesn't bark, for those familiar with the uh, Sherlock Holmes stories. And uh, in conclusion here, uh, an interesting statement here by uh, Catherine Aben: China obviously bears responsibility for stonewalling investigators, whether it did so out of sheer authoritarian habit or because it had a lab leaked hide is and may always be unknown. The United States deserves a healthy share of blame as well. Thanks to their unprecedented track record of mendacity and race beating, Trump and his allies have less than zero credibility and the practice of funding risky research via outs like EcoHealth Alliance enmeshed reading virologists in conflicts of interest at the exact moment their expertise was most desperately needed. A couple of interesting points here. Uh, the use of the term out here is interesting. It suggests to me that Catherine Eber knows that EcoHealth Alliance was being used by elements of the National Security Establishment and Intelligence Community. Uh, the use of the term cutout generally means that it may have other applications, but that is a very interesting word for Catherine Aben to use. It may be that her editors cut out some other things in the article. Something that is interesting, too, she says, China obviously bears responsibility for stonewalling investigators, whether it did so out a sheer authoritarian habit or because it had a lab leak behind hide is and may always be unknown. As we have looked at in the past, roughly two weeks after the genome of the SARS COV2 virus was published. Uh the People's Liberation Army took control of the WIV or the Oslo Institute of Virology. I suspect they realized they were under attack and that this basically was literally a damage control step. There are two cliches, or well pretty close to cliches, I think. They're they're true, but they need to be borne in mind. One is that the first In wartime, the first casualty is truth. Certainly, there has been an attenuation of information. The other, you know, on the part of the Chinese, uh, as we have looked at in that article from the Asia Times by Pepe Escobar, uh, the Chinese certainly appear to realize they are locked in a hybrid war with the U.S. They were basically attacked. (laughs) The U.S. attacked its own citizens, a la Operation Northwoods, and uh, much of the rest of the world as well. Again, if you are going to decouple the second largest economy in the world from the rest of the world, uh, a bio along the lines of this is an excellent way to do it. Uh, as Winston Churchill noted, in wartime truth is so precious that quote, she should always be guarded, always be appended by or accompanied by a bodyguard of lies. There are re- in wartime, uh, basically n- the national Security portcullis comes down and there is a lot of, uh, well basically limiting of information. There have been all of these calls for Uh, China to basically be be transparent, you know, open up the WIV to investigation and so forth. Uh, As noted in this article, we're going to come back to uh, from KHN, I believe KHN-TV of May 19th of 2021 by Arthur Allen, to the Batcave, in search of COVID's origins, scientists reignite polarizing debate on Wuhan lab leak. We note the following. On Friday, on Friday, 18, virus and immunology experts published a letter in the journal Science demanding a deeper dive. Theories of accidental release from a lab and zoonotic spillover both remain viable, they said, adding that the Wuhan Institute should open its records. One of the signatories was a North Carolina virologist who has worked directly with the Wuhan Institute's top scientist. That. Val Barrett, who has been uh, selected to use that very same synthetic biology to recreate the SARS-CoV-2 from scratch. Now, continuing with the cave story. That demand is definitely not acceptable, unquote, responded Xi Zhengli, who directs the Center for Emerging Infectious Diseases at the Wuhan Institute. Who can provide evidence that does not exist, she told MIT Technology Review. She has said that thousands of attempts to hack its computer systems forced the Institute to close its database. And uh, one of the things that uh, should be borne in mind, again uh, from the KHN story, U.S. China pensions will make it very difficult to conclude any such study. scientists on both sides of the issue suggest. With their anti-China rhetoric, Trump and his aides, quote, could not have made it more difficult to get cooperation, unquote, said Dr. Gerald K-E-U-S-C-H, or Tush, Associate Director of the Emer- National Emerging Infectious Diseases Laboratory Institute at Boston University. If a disease had emerged from the U.S. and the Chinese blamed the Pentagon and demanded access to the data, what would we say, Koish asked? Would we throw out the red carpet? And come on over to Fort Dietrich and the Rocky Mountain Lab. We'd have done exactly what the Chinese did, which is to say, screw you, unquote. Well, uh, a couple of things to note. Uh, the former commander, again, of Fort Bietrich, uh David Franz, is a key advisor to uh, Peter Bashek and the EcoHealth Alliance at the center of this debate and investigation know also that at the beginning of August of 2019, the U.S. Army Medical Institute of Infectious Diseases at Fort Detrick, which was doing classified research on select agents, uh, the identity of which have been uh, basically redacted for national security purposes, was closed by the CDC for safety violations. We do not know exactly what was going on. There was some coronavirus research at that institute. And we also know that they were doing research on infecting uh, rhesus macaques with Ebola in order to test remdesivir. And we know that uh, Ralph Barrett was involved with testing remdesivir as well, as well as testing out the Moderna vaccine. Uh, the whole subject of Lack of candor, lack of transparency. Uh, Look at all the documents on the JFK assassination that are still classified. Uh, Hell, in our discussions with Gerard Williams, the co-author with Simon Dunstan, of Grey Wolf, The Escape of Adolf Hitler, there are still documents, thousands of them, on both sides of the Atlantic about Adolf Hitler's alleged post-World War II whereabouts that are classified. Why? I mean, if you've got committed suicide in Berlin at the end of the war, why are there thousands of documents that are still classified? Again, I think uh, that Gerald, Kirsch, Gerald Kusch, K-E-U-S-C-H, uh, is absolutely correct. What would we say, Kusch asked? Would we fill out the red carpet? Come on over to Fort Beatrick and the Rocky Mountain Lab. We've done exactly what the Chinese did, which is, say, screw you. And again, Fort Beatrick is altogether relevant in this issue. The Rocky Mountain Lab, by the way, was where Willie Bergdorfer worked and helped, among other things, to develop Lyme disease, as we looked at, in For the record programs 1135, 1136, and 1137, uh, using the incredibly important book, Bitten, by Chris Newby. Uh, So again, there is an awful lot to discuss. We will set the overall context in which uh, the... Uh, emergence of this pandemic needs to be uh, considered. Again, you've got covert operations in Hong Kong, covert operations in Xinjiang. You've got a trade war. You've got embargoes. You've got sanctioning of Chinese officials. You've got the U.S. withdrawing from the Intermediate Missile Treaty. And you've got uh, financing of research into bat-borne coronaviruses by institutions connected to the Pentagon and the State Department. And then in the middle of it, we're supposed to believe that the emergence of just such a backbone coronavirus creating a worldwide pandemic and damaging China's reputation was a coincidence. Anyway, we'll continue with the discussion in my next program. This concludes, for the record, program number 1189, the Oswald Institute of Virology, Part Eight, the COVID-19 and the American Beep State Part Two, the cover-up obviates the conspiracy. This is being recorded on June the 14th of the year 2021 on day memory. Have fun.